Um, today's daf is daf dalid, and we got onto daf dalid. We're going to go back and restart from the bottom of Gimel Amid from the bottom of three of, uh, B, with just the final words. We're going to start from the Amar Rabbi Shuban Levi, which is the really, really bottom of Gimel Amid Before we start, yesterday, if you recall, a few lines up, which was the first wide line on Gimel Amid the Gemara had taught us, I said I had a vart to share, and uh, it, it didn't pop into my mind right away, so we went right there, and I'd like to share, it's a beautiful thought, that actually is, is close to our Parsha. And a few lines up, the first wide line on Gimel Amit Beis, the Gemara had said that when you live in a city that first was settled in, and then the wall was built, that's not considered a walled city. In order to be considered a walled city, it has to first have a wall, and then the people move in. Okay, that's what the Gemara taught us in the name of Rabbi Shulban Levi on the first wide lines. There's a fascinating shaila, a fascinating question in Parsha's Vayigash, last week's Parsha. So the Torah tells us that Yaakov sent Yehuda to go establish a base medrash in Goshen. So Ramesh Mordechai Epstein, Zechel Tzadik Bekodesh Lavracha, in the Sefer Levash Mordechai, he says, why, why, did, um, why did Yaakov find it necessary of all things, first of all, to establish a base medrash? And secondly, why do you have to send Yehuda there ahead of time? Why can't he just send down all the Shvatim to establish the yeshiva? Let them all come down, and then once we're there, establish yeshiva. Why didn't there be a yeshiva there beforehand? So Rav Moshe Mordechai answers from our Gemara here on Gimla Midbez, the Gemara which says that a city is only considered walled if first you put up the wall and then people moved in. And it's not walled if people lived there and then the wall was there. Why? Who cares whether the wall was there first or not? So, so uh, Dr. Moshe Mordechai, he says, because when you have a city that's dwelled in without the wall, you see that the dwelling is not dependent on the wall. Okay, so even if you put a wall up afterwards, that wall is just additional protection for the city. But at first the wall is up, and then people move in. Everybody moving in is showing that they are moving there because there's a wall. They're dependent on the wall. And therefore the wall is now it's like a chalak of the city. It's an important part of the name of the city, which is it's why people are there. And therefore it's called a walled city. Okay, so how does this answer the question? She says like this. We know that the Pasuk in Shir Hashirim, in Peraches Pasuk Yud, tells us, Ani Chaima, that Hashem, that uh, the Pasuk says, I am a wall. The Gemara Mesachim, Pesayin and Aleph, tells us, Zu Torah. The wall for Klal Yisrael, the protective wall around us as a Jewish people, is the Torah. So therefore, here's the answer. He says that Yaakov Avinu sent down Yehuda first. Why? Because first you need the wall, first you need the Torah, and afterwards people can move in. That's considered an irchayma. True Torah is when the Torah is in existence. The Torah is there as protection, and then everybody coming in is symbolizing that. Why am I here? Because I have that wall. I'm here because of the Torah. And there's a big difference whether first I'm there and then the Torah is just an addition to my life, or whether I'm there because... Uh, th- that Torah is already in existence. Okay, beautiful thought. Now let's begin today's daf. 
We're on the very bottom words of Gimel Amad Beis. Viyam Rabbi Yeshua Ben And Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi says, Top of Dalad Amad Alam. Lod ve'ono ve'geach harashim. These three cities of Lod, Ono, and Geach harashim. They were walled from times of Rabbi Yeshua Ben Nun. You read on Shushan Purim, the 15th day of Adar. Says the Gemara, really? Vahani Yeshua Benani. These cities were built by the times of Yeshua. Vaha El Pal Benani. But didn't El Pal build them, which was later on after Yeshua? Tichsev. As it says in the Pasuk, Ubenei Al Pa'el. And the children of Al Pa'el. Who were they? Aver, Misham, Shemed. And who? Bona Es Ono, Ve'es Lud, He built Ono and Lud. Okay? Now, it obviously wasn't there at the time that Yeshua came in and conquered Eretz Yisrael. So you see very clearly, you have, a, a, you have the names of these cities, and we're considering them to be walled, not from the times of, Ye- of Yeshua ben Nun. Says the Gemara, okay, granted, but if you're going to understand the Pasuk like that, Tameich, according to your reasoning that these cities were, were not walled from the times of Yeshua, let me tell you something. Asa ben Nun, it wasn't El Pa'el who built it, it should have been from Asa. Because there's another Lord on the Yerushalayim. Why? Because as in another pasuk, Vayiven also it's already abetzer. So Shadi Yehuda also built the the um, surrounded cities, the walled cities that were in Yehuda. So says the Gemara. Either way, the Gemara is responding, not proving that it's built in times of Shubanun, but we're asking on the pasuk. Either way, your verse of El Pael cannot be the only source for telling us whether these cities are walled from the times of Yeshua. So what's happening here? We're very confused. First, we have a statement that these walls are walls from Yeshua Benun. And then there's a Pasuk that says it was Al-Pal. Now I have a Pasuk that says it was Asa. What's happening? Amar Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar says to help us explain. Yep. Let me tell you something. These cities were walled from the times of Yeshua Benun. However, they were destroyed. In the story of the Pilegesh Begiva, the unfortunate story that we brought up, uh, that we brought up earlier, right when there was a civil war with Binyamin, these men, um, these men uh, ended up raping and killing a woman, and it led to a, a large civil war, and the walls of the city were destroyed during that battle. And the Asa El Pol Benani first El Pol came along and rebuilt them. Hasa Impul Hador Impul Asa, then Impul that then they fell down again. And Asa Shapsinu, Asa came along and he rebuilt the wall. So ultimately, these walls were walled from times of Yeshua Benun, but twice something happened to them and they needed to be rebuilt. Now, how do we know such a thing happened? They Konami. You can imply this from the Psukim that this was not the original building when Asa came along and it was, it was a rebuilding. Because it says in the Pasuk, he said to Yehuda, let us build these cities. Now that means these cities, they're cities in existence. You see, these were pre-existing cities. And what's he saying? Let's go build a wall. Now, it's only considered walled if the wall was there before the dwelling. Since he's calling them cities and now he's putting it on the wall, it must be this is not the first time the wall is being put up. Hence, we have our final answer. Let's say this outside. Rabbi Shulam Levi said a statement. Lud Ono Harashim or The Gemara asked, "I, what do you mean? How could it be? Yeshua, El Paul. The pasuk says El Paul built it. And other pasuk says Asa built it. Ultimately, what's our answer? They all built it. First, it was built on times of Shulam Fell down. 
Alpal built it, fell down, also came along and rebuilt it. Viyamar Bishu Ben Levi. And Rabbi Shua Ben Levi says as well, Women are obligated in reading of the Megillah. This is a fascinating discussion, halachically, whether a woman, since she's mamish obligated, is allowed to read the Megillah on behalf of men. Ultimately, the Shulchan Aruch passes, she cannot. There's various reasons given amongst the, amongst the Rishonim, not only from the Shulchan Aruch, but bottom line is, halachically, a woman is obligated to go and read here the, the Megillah. Why? Because they not only were part of them, not only were, the, were they saved through the miracle, but they created the miracle because of the Helege Esther Hamalka, the Holy Queen Esther. And Rabbi Shubham Levi says as well, Purim Shechal Liyais If Purim falls out on Shabbos, even though we're not going to read the Megillah on Shabbos, it is important that the focus of that Shabbos is messages from the Megillah. Now, why don't we take the Megillah on Shabbos? Because of the Gezeir of Rabbah, like we learned, right? The, the Gezeir of Rabbah. That uh, you're not allowed to carry a Megillah. We're concerned people might come to carry. So therefore, we don't read the Megillah. But it's important to share the messages of the Megillah on Shabbos. So my area of Purim says, Gemara, why are you talking about specifically Purim? I feel the Yomtev Nami. This applies to every Yomtev. The time we learned in Rabbi. So Maish Tikkun Lamni Yisrael, Maish established a takana, a decree for all the Jewish people. They should ask and darshan about the topic of the day. And every Yomtev on Pesach is supposed to learn the laws and, and messages of Pesach and Sukkot and Shavuos. So why do we need a specific uh, statement over here concerning Pedim? Answers the Gemara of Purim There's an added Chiddush about Purim. Why? Mahu the tema I would have thought to say. Nigs are the same way we don't read the Megillah on Shabbos. There's no obligation to go through the learning and messages of the Megillah either. You might as well push it forward to Friday, the same day we read the Megillah. Kamash Malan. Therefore, Rabbi Shuva and Levi is coming to let us know, even though we're not reading the Megillah on Shabbos, but since the 14th day of Adar is Shabbos, we're obligated to involve ourselves in the halachos and topics uh, and messages from the reading of the Megillah. Okay, beautiful, clear, very interesting. And it's very important to note, just to you know, reiterate in our own words what the Gemara is saying here. Eve, Purim falls out the 14th day of Adar. Just because we're moving the reading of the Megillah does not change the fact that Yud Dalid Adar is Purim. We're just moving the mitzvah of Megillah to a different day. But Purim remains, and all the halachas of Purim remain on Shabbos. V'yomar Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi. And Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi says as well, Chayav Adam Likras HaMegillah we know you have to read the Megillah. How do you know you got to read the Megillah twice? Once by night and once by day. What's the source? Shenemar, as it says in the Pasuk, Elaikai Ekra, to my God I will call out Yomam by day, below Se'ane, and you, Hashem, did not answer, Belayla, and I called out at night, below Dumyali, and there was nothing for me to dream, to fantasize about. Sabor So, it was originally understood. What are we supposed to take from this pasuk? The Mikaria Belayla, that one should read the Megillah at night. 
and to learn the laws of Megillah Purim day. That's what they thought. They thought, listen, it doesn't mean to read the Megillah by night and by day. Read the Megillah once by night and then learn the laws by day. Amrlu Rabirmiya, Rabirmiya said to them and explained the Didima Farshli Numed Rabhia Barabo, explained to me in the name of Rabhia Barabo that um, that uh, you're supposed to actually read the Megillah twice. Kigain, for example, the Amri Inji, the way people talk, people say, Evar Parshasa, duh, let me first finish this chapter, yeah, this Parsha, the Esnaya. And then we'll go back. Kind of like you, you read through a Gemara and you explain it, and then you, you go back and you see how, it, how everything fits in. It Marnami, we learned in Abraisa similarly. Amar Reb Chalbay, Amar Ula Bira, Reb Quotes Rav Ula Bira, Chayav Adam Likros Amigila Balayla Ulusha Nosa Bayom. A person is obligated to read the Megillah at night and to repeat it by day. Shenemar Leman Leman Yizamercha Chavoid Veloyidaim Hashemah Leikaili Yaila Maideka. So that my Neshama sings out, Hashem, I will forever thank you. Okay, now I want us all. This is a pasuk we're familiar with. We say this each morning by Shacharis. I want us all to notice something so chashuv in this Pasuk. And that is, um, first of all, the message is, it says, I will sing to you, below you dom, and I won't be quiet. Well, if you're singing, you're not quiet. It seems to be a double phrase. So from here you see the double reading of the Megillah. I will sing out to you. That's the first reading of the Megillah. Below you dom, and I won't be quiet, is the second reading of the Megillah, because otherwise those things are redundant. If I'm singing, then I'm obviously not quiet. Okay, but listen to this. This is so beautiful. Look at this Pasuk, a beautiful message in life. What, is the, what does David HaMelech say? Lema'an yizamercha, so that it sings out chavod. You know what chavod means? Honor. Look at the translation, though. Look at the context. So that my chavod sings out. What's the chavod? My soul, my neshama. David HaMelech is teaching us such a beautiful concept. A neshama, part of the definition of a neshama is covered. And this is so fascinating when we think of ourselves and each other. You know how you know if somebody else, their neshama is really alive? If they're able to give covered. That's how you know if someone's neshama is alive. Some people, kvetch, grouch, this, ugh, they're not really alive. Everything's negative, everything's, eh. The neshama, what, what, how do you know if somebody's alive when they have give covered? They, they, they view people positively, they view situations with a positive eye, they go, they, they look at Hashem's world, they see the beauty, they respect, they honor what's taking place. They're not looking for the problems, they're looking for the, for, for the solving of what we can do to keep moving forward. That's how you know a person's neshama is really a neshama that's, in, that's, that's moving, that's alive, that's happening. Says David HaMelech. You know, how, you know when somebody's neshama is alive and when it's singing out with honor. Covet is one of the definitions of the neshama. What a beautiful and powerful message. Two dots. Okay. We said that the halachas of the villagers are similar to the halachas of the unwalled cities, except the villagers have a right to read the Megillah earlier. They don't need to read it on the 14th. They could even read the Megillah on 11, 12, and 13. Amar 
Rabbi Hanina says, Chachomikilu akvarim liyais makdim in the emaknisu akadeshi yasakum ha'emazun lachem shabikrochim. The reason why we allowed the villagers to read the Megillah earlier on days 11, 12, and 13 is so that on the, by the 14th day of Purim, they could already be back in their towns with whatever they picked up in the big city. They could, they're now going to be able to offer water and food on Purim to, um, to people in their villages. Top of Dalid Amud base. Says the Gemara, one second. Lememra, do you mean to say that the purpose of allowing the Megillah 11, 12, and 13th are so the villagers can be back in their towns and feeding and drinking their people? Is that really the reason? But we learned in a Mishnah. Let's say Purim falls out on Monday. What did we say? Listen to this. It's fascinating. Kfarim, the villagers, Va'ayaros, and the larger city people, Va'ayaros Kedolos, Korim Bobayom. They're going to read on, on Monday. Now, one second. If we need the villagers to be back in their town to supply the Purim food for their fellow villagers, Vimisa, Likdamuli Yamaknisa. If Purim falls out on Monday, shouldn't we tell the villagers, you should hear the Megillah on the previous Thursday? so that you're in your village on Monday to supply food to your fellow villagers. If the villagers are in the big city on Purim, what are the remaining villagers going to eat? Answers the Gemara, Well, if you want that to happen, if you want to tell me that when Purim falls out on Monday, they should come hear the Megillah on Thursday, that's going to be the 10th day of Adar, and I have no source telling me you can hear the Megillah then. The Rabbanah never came up with a source to be allowed to read on the 10th day of Adar. The Gemara is answering, maybe Taka, that would be ideal. If Purim falls on Monday, go to the big city Thursday, hear Megillah, and then you'll be in town to, to feed your villages for, for the Purim Suda, right? The Gemara says, you're right, maybe that's true. But the problem is, we have no source telling me I'm allowed to listen to the Megillah that early. So the Gemara says, okay, granted, valid point. So Tashma, let's come and try to prove why the villagers are coming in and why they have a right to hear the Megillah early from the following price. If Purim falls out on, Yud, on, on, on Thursday, Kfarim, the villagers, and the large city people, they all read on Thursday. And if it's true that they need to be, the villagers to be back in their village, let them hear it on Monday. Because Monday, if, if Purim falls out Thursday, so the 13th day is Wednesday, the 12th day is Tuesday, the 11th day is Monday. Ask the Gemara, I, whenever Purim falls out on Thursday, have them go back to Monday. Because then at least they could be in their village for Thursday and help out their townspeople. And we have a source to be allowed to hear on the 11th, right? It's the 11th day. Enters the Gemara, no. If it falls out on the day of coming into the big city, we never push it earlier, we never make it to an earlier Yayim Haknisa. That wasn't part of their decree. Okay? Fine. Bottom line is, the original statement on the bottom of Amr Aleph of Rabbi Hanino, who says that the reason why the villagers are allowed to hear early is so that they can feed their townspeople on Purim, he may still be correct. We don't know yet that he's wrong. Toshma, maybe we'll try to prove it from here. Toshma, come and listen. Omar Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, 
Eimosai. When are we allowed to read the Megillah before Purim? Only when it's normal for the villagers to come in on Monday and Thursday. But when it's not a place where they come in Monday and Thursday, then even the villagers need to hear it on the regular Purim, 40 day of Adar. But if you're going to tell me there's a decree on behalf of all the townspeople, because they just don't go in on Monday and Thursday, now everybody should lose out? Why? Why should lose out? It's a, it's a decree across the board. And if it works out for their advantage to be able to hear the, to hear the Megillah earlier, the hate. Says the Gemara, don't say that. I'm sorry, don't say that our, our original statement means it's the reason why we're allowing them to hear the Megillah earlier is not so they can bring water and food back to their fellow villagers. Rather, here's the pshat. Say the following, Mipnei, it's because Shemisafkim Mayim Muzoin Laachayim Shebekrochim. Okay? Meaning, the only reason why a decree was made to allow them to read early is so that the townspeople will have water and food. But if they're not dependent on that, they're not allowed. Period. Okay? So, what we're coming, what, what the Gemara is, what, what's the Chiddush here? Let's just explain. What just changed? What's unique? What's this, what's this telling you? Here's the bottom line. Villagers are allowed to hear on Monday and Thursday. I'm sorry, villagers are allowed to hear the Megillah on the Monday or Thursday before Purr. Okay? They're allowed to hear the Megillah early. But it's not a blanket leniency on villagers. It's only under these unique circumstances. If your village is dependent on some of your townspeople coming to the big city to pick up water and food to bring back to have a Purim Suda, then whoever comes in on the Monday and Thursday can listen to Megillah. But if you're not in this unique situation, just because you live in a town and it's convenient for you, no. You want to hear the Megillah? Go to the big city. Why other townspeople could, that's because they need, they're dependent on the water and food being brought back. But if you're not dependent on that, you have no right. And you should hear the Megillah on the 14th. Beautiful. Two dots. Ketzad. How, the Mishnah says, how does it work where the townspeople um, can read before Purim? So the Mishnah explained, Chalios Besheni Shabbos, if Purim falls out on Monday, everybody comes and hears it on Monday. Now, why in the beginning of the Mishnah do we talk about the Seder of the month? And why in the end part do we talk about the days of the week? Okay, now the Gemara is asking a question, which is the Mishnah started out the Megillah is allowed to be read on the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th. And then it says, well, if it falls out on Monday, the 4th falls out on Monday, then you can read. Uh, why do you got to get into the days? All you need to say, if, if, if uh, you know, if Purim falls out on this specific day of the month, you know, I'm sorry, if Purim, which we always know is the 14th, falls out on day, so then you can read on the 12th day of the month. 
Why are we so a little more like focused on the days of the week as opposed to the number of days within the month? Answer the Gemara. I'll tell you why. Simple answer. I did the mesabchale nakat sidura di yaimei. Okay, since um, it, since it would be switched around if we were to keep going in the days of the month, it might get mathematically confusing for people. All right. In other words, instead of it, we don't want people to have to do all the math. So, um, what are you going to say? If a, the fourteenth is Monday, then they're going to read on the fourteenth. If the 14th is Tuesday, they're going to read on the 13th, so on and so forth, right? It's just gonna, it's gonna go forwards and backwards for people, and it's gonna be confusing. So we chose to switch over to the days of the week in order to uh, allow our minds to not be so, uh, as they say, discombobulated, and allowed our minds to just follow along on the pattern, period. Okay, if Purim, falls out on Friday, but we call it Purim Mishulish, right? The fourth day of Adar is Friday, then you have Shabbos, and then the, the Shushan Purim is, is after. Says the Gemara, Masnisun Mani. Who is the Tana of our Mishnah? Okay, now in our Mishnah, the Halacha actually states that um, if, I'm sorry, that's not Purim Mishulish. Purim Mishulish is when, is when Purim falls out on Shabbos. Um, we're dealing here with Purim falling out on Friday. So according to the Mishnah, um, the villagers are going to read Thursday, because that's the day they come into the big city. And Unwalled and Walled are both going to read on Friday. Mastis and Mani. Who's the author of our Mishnah? Says the Gemara. We have two options. E-Rebbe, E-Rebbe Yesi. It can either be Rebbe or Rebbe Yesi. My Rebbe. What is the opinion of Rebbe? The Tanya learned that Rebbe Yisrael, Chal Yisrael, Shabbos, and Purim falls out on Friday. So both the villagers and the big city people are going to read the Megillah on Thursday. This should be bothering us. Again, Purim falls out on Friday. We could really read the Megillah on Friday. The Mishnah says, the Brisa says, even big city people are going to read the Megillah on Thursday with the villagers. And the Walled city people are going to read on the 14th day on Friday. That's the Tanakama. Now, does that work with our Mishnah? No. Because in our Mishnah, if Purim falls out on Friday, the unwalled city people read on Friday with the walled city people. The Tanakama holds the, the unwalled city people are going to read Thursdays. So that's not our Mishnah. But Rebbe Aymer, Aymer Ani, Yatchua Yaris from Kaiman, he says, nah, listen, everything stays in place. Yeah, both the unwalled city and the walled cities, everybody reads on Friday. That goes very nicely with our mission. Okay. Now, my time with Anakama, what would be the logic to say that if Purim falls out on Friday, the 14th day of Adar falls out on Friday, are you let to read the McGill on Friday? Yeah. What would be his logic to say, move Megillah to Thursday? What's the thought process behind that? Ask the Gemara, my time of the Tanakama. What is the reason the Tanakama is telling the unwalled city people to move their Megillah to Thursday? She says like this. The Megillah should be read the same each and every year. Just like every year, an unwalled city is going to read the Megillah the day prior to the walled city's Megillah. Ah. So to here, when Purim falls out on Friday, 
Ayaris Kailum Mukafu. Here's what's going to happen. If Purim falls out on Friday, the walled city people are going to have to read on Shabbos. Can they do that? No. So they're going to go to Friday. Now here's the problem. If the walled city people are reading on Friday, unwalled city people always need to read a day prior to the walled city. Therefore, the unwalled city people are going to have to move to Thursday. You hit a svara. The same way every year, unwalled cities come before walled cities. So when the walled city gets pushed from Shabbos to Friday, the unwalled city is going to get moved from Friday to Thursday. I says the Gemara, Kol Shana B'Shana teaches me the Megillah needs to be read first in an unwalled city? What do you mean? Maybe the puzzle of Bechol Shana B'Shana each and every year is teaching me, just like every year, an unwalled city should read on their usual day, so too, let's read it this year on a usual day. All the verse says is, Bechol Shana B'Shana. Keep it the same every year. What do we say? Oh, same means before the walled cities. Ask the Gemara, no. Maybe, the, maybe keep it the same means on the same day. And don't move it to Thursday. Answer the Gemara, shiny hacha, there's no other option. Yeah, there's no other option. Because the walled cities can't read on Shabbos. So they're automatically going to be pushed to the 14th. If that happens, so now we're stuck. Bechol Shana B'Shana is going to tell me to move the unwalled city to the 13th. Okay, so that's the logic of the Tanakama, again, who argues with our Mishnah. And says when Purim falls out, when 14 falls out on Friday, the unwalled city is going to move to Thursday. Because it has to be before the walled city. Okay. Rebbe argued. Rebbe said no. When Purim falls out on Friday, the unwalled city reads the same day as the walled city. The Rebbe, my time, what's his logic? Each and every year, just like each and every year, we don't move it from its usual 14th day of Adar spot. Afkan, so to hear, like Yitzchak Yarzmim Kaiman, we don't move it from the usual spot. Ask the Gemara the opposite of what we did before. Maybe each and every year means like the Tanakama, which is Makal Shona Bishana, just like every single year. The unwalled cities come before the walled cities. Afkan, so too this year. Nami, also Ayara is Kaitlimukafim. The unwalled city should move to Thursday and come before the walled city. Question mark, says the Gemara, no shiny hacha. Here it's different. This case is different. The law, Yefshar. It's not possible. It's not possible for it to come before. So this is such a beautiful idea. Listen to this. I want to, I want to make a point. Valuable lesson. Rebbe and the Tanakam are both arguing why. The Tanakam is looking at Rebbe's approach and saying, you know, Rebbe, low Yefshar. Your approach is not possible. And therefore... The, the unwalled cities need to be moved to Thursday. Rebbe looks back at the Tanakhama and says, your approach is impossible. Yeah, you're, the way you're doing is not possible. What are you going to tell me? That to move it earlier, it's got to stay the same this year. It's not possible. Everyone's saying it's not possible. Is it possible that they're arguing on each other and saying it's not possible? It's a beautiful message here. A beautiful message. As human beings, this is taka how it works. Very often, very often we have a view of something and we, to us, it's impossible, but it's always possible. It is possible, it just needs, needs a, a, little, a, a little different, a, a little change of a viewpoint.
recalled a number of years ago. I think we shared this in Shul, but uh, Zachario Wallerstein, he's a big, a big speaker around the uh, United States. Um, it's my understanding. And um, he was, I don't know who he was speaking to, but somebody sent me a, a clip of a, of a uh, call it a riddle or a story he was telling over. It says there's a guy, he's driving a two-door sports car. Two-door sports car. And he, um, he's driving in Manhattan, and it's pouring, pouring, pouring. And he only has one seat available. And he notices on the side of the road two people. And he has one seat available in his car. They're drenched. One person needs to desperately get to the hospital. Desperately. It's an emergency. They don't get to the hospital, the person's going to die. The other person at the bus stop is his bashert. It's bashert. It's a shidduch. And if he doesn't give her the seat, he's never going to see her again. Which person, which person should he take? That was the question he asked the shir. Yeah, that was the question he asked the shir. What, what do you do? And everybody's trying to, you know, figure out, but, 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 you know, you do this one, you give it to that one, eh? and it's going on for a long time. Everybody's giving their own, you know, you know, their own approach. There you go. So after this whole conversation with his group of teenagers, trying to figure out who should take the one seat, he says, Meshuggah, get out of the car, you stand in the rain, tell your Bashar to take your car, drive the person to the hospital, and come back. Right? That's it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's giving you one possible you know, scenario. You got to learn how to view it differently. You know, don't only take the options that people are sending your way. Tanakama says like this, it's not sure, it's not possible. Rebbe says, oh, no, yeah, sure. Okay, so they're, they're, each one's going to hold their ground in their corner. If you take a different viewpoint, they're going to say, it is Absher. It is possible. Okay. Says the Gemara Vaita. We said that the author of our Mishnah could be Rebbe or Rebbe Yaisi. We just explained why it could be Rebbe. Rebbe says that both the walled city and unwalled read on Friday. My Rabbi Yaisi, how can Rabbi Yaisi be the author of our Mishnah? Titania, because we learned in the Brisa. Chali Yaisi of Shabbos. If Purim falls out on Friday. Okay, so now the fourth day is Friday. Can the walled cities read on, on Shabbos? No. So what do we do? So the Brisa says, Mukafin Ukfarim. Very interesting. The walled cities, once they're not reading on Shabbos, once we're moving them, let's move them all the way till Thursday. Two days earlier, and let them read with the villagers. Because once they're not reading in their usual day, they can't read on Shabbos, let's move them to Thursday. And the regular Purim people, the unwalled cities, will read on Friday. That's the opinion of the Tanakhama. Got it? Yeah, Friday Purim. He says the walled cities, they can't read on Shabbos. They're going to move them to Thursday. It's going to come out the walled city. Is actually going to read the day before the unwalled city. Usually they come a day after. According to this opinion, the walled city is going to read Thursday and the unwalled cities are staying on Friday. Rabbi Yaisi Aymer. Rabbi Yaisi argues. 
Rabbi Yaisi says, Ein mukafin kodman layaris. No, there's no such thing as a walled city reading before the unwalled city. Therefore, we won't move them to Thursday. So what do we do? Ella, rather, elu ve'elu karim babayam. The walled city also moves to Friday. So now the unwalled and the walled are both reading on Friday, which was the opinion of our Mishnah. My time with Tanakama. Let's go through this back and forth. Why does Tanakama say that the walled city should be moved to Thursday? Answers the Gemara Dechsev. Shteitin pasuk. B'chol shalom b'shana every year. Makol shalom b'shana yaris barba also just like every year. The regular cities read on the fourteenth. Uzmanes shazel leishmanos hazeh, and they and the unwalled city in a usual year will always read on a different day than the walled city. So Afkan ayaris barba also uzmanes shazel leishmanos hazeh. The walled city needs to be moved earlier, but that's but here's the problem. They can't be moved to Friday because just like every year, walled and unwalled read on two different days, we need to make sure that the walled city, which is moving, is still going to be a different day than the unwalled city. Since the unwalled city is staying on Friday, we're going to move the walled city all the way to Thursday. This ensures a different day of Megillah reading. Okay. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? You're going to read the, the walled city is now going to read a day before the unwalled cities just to keep it on different days. What about the verse of each and every year? And just like on a usual year, the unwalled city is not after the walled city. It's usually before. So too, we should say that this year, when Purim falls out on Friday, you can't have a walled city reading before an unwalled city. What's the response? Shiny hachad vayavshir. It's a unique year. That's it. It's not possible to do anything else. That we're stuck. Says the Gemara, you're right in logic. It says because but guess what? I'm stuck. And when you're stuck, you're stuck. Nothing else to do. There's only one seat in the car. My time with Rabbi Yaisi. What's the reason for Rabbi Yaisi who says that the walled city just gets moved to Friday and not Thursday? each and every year. each and every year. The walled city does not come before the, the, the unwalled city. He says, no such thing as having a walled city read on Thursday and an unwalled city on Friday. No, you're not. We can't allow a walled city to read before an unwalled city. I, what do you mean? But what about the verse which seems to imply it's got to be read on different days? And according to you, Rabiosi, the walled and unwalled are both going to read on Friday. It's the same day. What does he say? Shiny hacha delay efsher. No, only one seat in the car. It's not possible. There's no other way to be. Nothing else to do. So it's got to be Friday. I don't like the Tanakama's approach. Tanakama doesn't like Rabiosi's approach. Each one stays in its corner. Says the Gemara, Is it really true that Rebbe holds that the regular city will not be moved to Thursday to a, a day of getting together? What happens if Purim falls out on Shabbos? So the villages read on Thursday. The big cities, they're going to read Friday, which is right before Purim. And the walled cities read on Sunday because that's their usual day. Again, 14th day of Adar is falling out on Shabbos. Who has a problem now for Megillah? Just the unwalled cities. The walled cities are fine because they're supposed to read Sunday anyway. So the unwalled cities have a problem because it's Shabbos. So we're going to move them to Friday. Rebbe, Rebbe says, Here's my opinion. 
Once we're moving the townspeople from their place, meaning no one can read on Shabbos, Okay? He says, once you move the city people from Shabbos, let's move them all the way forward till Thursday. So here's what's interesting. Listen to this. Previously, Rebbe said that, um, that we're not going to move them around. There's no reason to dafka move. Over here, Rebbe's of the opinion, you know, once we're moving them, let's move them all the way till Thursday. In the previous Brisa, Rebbe didn't say that. That's what's bothering the Gemara. This is not a Shiloh, this is a Kasha. This is a challenge. Gemara is bothered, challenging the opinion of Rebbe. Do you hold that once we're going to push earlier, we, we should go to a day of assembly, a Yom HaKnisa, or not? What, what's your priority here? What do you want us to do? So Gemara says, pause. Don't be so bothered. Because Hachi Hashta, listen here. Relax. No question. Because for the following reason. Hasam Zmanom Shabbosu. When Purim falls out on Shabbos. Okay? So when is the proper time for the unwalled city? Shabbos. But that's not possible. So what do we say? You're going to read a different day. Once it's a different day, Rebbe says, I don't mind. Once you're not reading on the 14th, I don't mind if you read on the 12th. I don't mind if you read on Thursday. That doesn't bother me. However, in the other statement, Bahacha, the other Brisa, Zmanam Erev Shabbos. When Purim fell out on Friday, who had the problem? The unwalled city? No. The walled city people had a problem because their Megillah fell out on Shabbos. Since the unwalled city didn't have the problem, I'm not, I won't agree to move them to Thursday. Which is a very sensible response. And Purim falls out on Friday, he says, oh, but before he did it, we'll move to Thursday. Yeah, because that's their time. But I will agree that once you're not reading on the regular 14th day, all right, fine, move ahead till Thursday. That doesn't bother me. Period. End of that statement. New Gemara. Who is the following statement of Rav Chalbay quoting Rav Huna following? What's the statement? Purim shechal liyais b'Shabbos. If Purim, fourteenth day of Adar, falls out on Shabbos, Hakol Nitzliyamaknisa, everybody reads on Thursday. That's not an opinion we had yet, right? This opinion is: if the fourteenth falls out on Shabbos, everything moves to Thursday. Says the Gemara: Whoa, 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 whoa! Everybody, Hakol Nitzchem Sokadaita. You're gonna tell me everybody's gonna move till Thursday? One second. Why would a walled city move to Thursday? If, if Purim falls out on Shabbos, when is the walled city's time? Sunday. Do they have a problem? No. Why would I move them to Thursday? Ella, rather, and this must mean, once you're getting moved from your usual spot, anyone who's pushed off, that gets pushed off till Thursday. So now we have a uh, clarity. What's the statement? If Purim falls out on Shabbos, Yudalit falls out on Shabbos, everybody gets pushed to Thursday, meaning besides for the wall cities, they'll stay Sunday. Everybody who's pushed off moves till Thursday. Who's that? Beautiful. Keman Karebi. That was the opinion of Rebbe that we just established. Okay. 
Now the Gemara is going to clarify for us something which we're aware of because of previous Gemaras and explain to us why we don't read Megillah on Shabbos. Okay? And ultimately everybody agrees we do not read the Megillah on Shabbos. My time, why not? Here we go, the famous Takonas Rabbah, the, the decree of Rabbah. Omar Rabbah, Rabbah says, Akochi Yom, Akriyas Megillah, B'Tekiyah Shoifer. Everybody's obligated to read the Megillah and blow Shoifer. Vein Akol B'Kiyim, B'Mikra Megillah. Everybody's got to do it. However, not everybody knows how to do it. And therefore, we have a problem. Why? You might have somebody who needs to learn how to read the Megillah. He's going to carry his Megillah to go to an expert to teach him. Uh, low mode in order to learn how to read the Megillah, the Avirena Arba Amois, and he will walk for Amois, Birshus Arabim, in a public domain. The same, the same reason why we don't carry Shoifer on Shabbos and why we don't take a Lulav on Shabbos. All right? So why don't we read the Megillah on Shabbos? Because of a concern there may be a Yid who wants to go learn how to read the Megillah and he's going to go to an expert and he might come to transgress carry four Amas in a public property. So for all generations, all of Klal Yisrael are not going to hear the Megillah in its proper time. If you don't take a message from that, I don't know what is. Yeah? The, the connection and responsibility we have for each other. Rabbi Yisif Omar. Rabbi Yisif gives a different reason why we don't read the Megillah on Shabbos. Listen to this beautiful limud. You know why we don't read Megillah on Shabbos? Because when you read the Megillah, the poor people start to salivate. And whenever they hear Megillah, what do they think? Oh, people are generous. People give us money. Call a poshet yad, anybody who stretches out his hand. Yeah? Anybody stretches out his hand, we give on Purim. And therefore, since the poor people are so excited and expectant, of receiving tzedakah funds at the time that Megillah is read. If we would read the Megillah on Shabbos, all the poor people in Christ are going to be like, oh, i got to wait another day to receive my funds. See, it is. So you know what we do? We tell everybody, let's make tzedakah earlier. Instead of making Naniyam wait a day later, let's take the Megillah, read it on Friday. And the Aniyam will get the day will get their money a day earlier instead of a day later. Mom is precious. Precious, precious, precious. Tanamiyachi. We learned in a bright similarly, Afal Pi, Shamru Kvar Magdimia Even though we say the Kham that we make it uh, we, we read the Megillah earlier, Gaivim Bay Bayim, Umechalkim Bay Bayim. Yehidis. Mamish. Since we move the Megillah earlier. So the day that we read the Megillah, we're also going to do the Matanas Levyayim. Says the Gemara, Afal Pisha Amru. What do you mean, Afal? Even though, Adraba Mishum Amru. What it should say is, because we read the Megillah, you also do Matanas Levyayim. That should be what it says. Rather, it says, even though we read the Megillah, that doesn't make sense. It's hard to understand. The Gemara explains. Ella, rather, let's explain what the Brisa should say. Once we say, since we say, the townspeople are going to be reading on Monday or Thursday, you know what happens, we tell them, you also give the gifts to the poor on that day, you separate, you, I'm sorry, means you collect the money to give out, and you give it out that day, because the eyes of the Aniyam are lifted up, 
They look up to Shemayim and they expect the Mikra Megillah with the reading of the Megillah. Avo, but, top of tomorrow's daf, even though we read the Megillah and do Matanas Lavyanim on the day of reading, Simcha, the party, the feast, the happiness, that waits for the 14th day of Adar for the unwalled city and the villagers. So even though we're saying that, what, that we might read the Megillah on a different day, earlier than the 14th day of Adar for the unwalled city or the villagers, Amatanas Lavyanim goes hand in hand with that. But the Simcha, the Purim Mesiba, the Purim Se'uda, as we call it, that is only fulfilled on the 14th day of Adar. Period. We'll hold it here. Bezashem, we will pick up from here at 12.15 p.m. tomorrow, Central Time, on Erev Shabbos. Have a wonderful, wonderful Erev Shabbos, everybody. Yeah, Mitzvah